This is Inside Friartown with Providence College Athletic Director Bob Driscoll. Welcome to the Inside Friartown podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMars. And as always, I'm joined by the Athletic Director for Providence College, Mr. Bob Driscoll. Bob, right now we're in crossover season number two, winter sports winding down with teams fighting for position in the postseason. And we have spring sports starting up. Softball starts this month. Lacrosse has already started. But back to softball, they're going to be looking to get back to postseason play again this year. What are you hoping to see from the softball squad this season? Well, first of all, it's been spring all year, Michael. There's no snow, so it's really helped them out there if you you know, look at that. Um, you know, they had a great year last year. It was one of the best years, I think, in the last 20 years. We've got some really talented young women that have come into the program as well, and I know they've been working hard, and their attitude's been great. So my goal for them is to certainly uh, compete for Big East Championship. There's no reason they can't do that. We've got one of the nicest facilities in the country, and I think um, that's possible. And then turning back to lacrosse, this year Providence College will be hosting the Big East Men's Lacrosse Tournament for the second time in four years. How proud are you to be hosting another lacrosse tournament here in Friartown? Well, I'm really proud that they're coming back. Um, I think arguably we have the best lacrosse facility in, uh, in the Big East, and when we hosted it, uh, four years ago and made it to the uh, the championship game and the place was completely banged out. And I know, unfortunately, we lost to, to Marquette, but um, I know the coach said that we were the standard bearer in terms of what the lacrosse uh, championship should be like. I think this could be a year that we actually compete for the Big East Championship. I hope we can win it right here. Talking about the spring sports, I know that there's plans, hopefully down the road, where we'll be able to augment one of our current facilities to allow them to practice indoors at one of our current outdoor facilities. Yeah, that's correct. We are doing some research and getting some pricing on a a bubble similar they have at uh, Marquette and up at BC that would allow us to put it up during the winter months uh, so that uh, the soccer's, men's and women's soccer, and, and if you have a winter day, lacrosse and certainly softball can go indoors and, and, and practice, which I think will help in their development. So um, we're a couple of years away from that, but uh, it's certainly part of our strategic plan. Coming up, we take some questions from you, the listeners, and we will hear from Chris Gabrielli, the head coach of the Friars lacrosse team. But first, I caught up with former women's basketball standout, Yo-Yo Nogic. Our next guest was a member of the Providence College women's basketball team. She finished her career ranked fourth all-time in scoring with 1,724 points. She posted 85 double-digit games, including 26 with 20 or more points. She set program records for career three-point field goals, single-season three-point field goals, career free-throw percentage, and single-season free-throw percentage. Also, she finished her career ranked third all-time in the Big East Conference in three-point field goals made during regular season conference play. Our next guest is Jovana Yoyo Nogic. Last season, you led the women's basketball team to win in the Big East Tournament for the first time since 2001, and two wins in the Women's National Invitational Tournament, which is their first appearance since 2010. Describe how that felt last season. I mean, it felt great. Obviously, it's it's a reward for all the work we've put in, you know, the seniors throughout the four years, because we've had a rough couple years. Um, so it was great, especially for us seniors to be able to finish on such a strong note. And obviously, for the rest of the team, it's it's a great boost of confidence and just for them to, to to see what they're able to achieve and accomplish in the next years. And getting able to host an extra three games at home must have been a, a gift as well. Yeah, that was that was awesome that the school was able to to make that come true. Um, I mean, whenever we played in front of our home crowd, it's it's amazing all the fans, the support that we get. So to be able to go into postseason and to be able to do it in in our home court, it was definitely something special. And just to see how 
by our third game, I think there was a lot more students coming than just the regular fans that always comes. It, it was it was great for the women's basketball program um, to put it on the map. So I think I think yeah, I think we're on the right track. And I know you just graduated last May, but you've been busy since leaving Providence College. What have you been up to since graduating? So on the summers, um, I have national team. I play for the Serbia national team. So I'm just trying to work my way with the national team, you know, this, this summer, it's obviously the Olympics. So going to do my best, um, learn from some of the best European basketball players ever. Um, so that's another great opportunity for me. Obviously also you guys know I've been playing in Spain, the first division. It's, it's one of the, um, tougher, um, leagues in Europe. So it's, it's also been great. There's a bunch of players that play in the WNBA playing here overseas. So just to be able to go against them and play with them, it's just been great um, learning from them, watching them play and just going at them. What are some of the differences between playing in the big East and college in America and playing in the first division in Spain? Oh, it's, it's a lot tougher. I was just talking today actually with one of my roommates, Sydney Weiss. She plays in the LA Sparks over summer and we were talking about how different the transition from college to the professional level is, how it's it's a lot more intense and you're playing against grown women. You're you're not playing against college kids anymore, say that way, but you're playing against women that have been playing for some of them twenty plus years. So and they have a lot of experience, their bodies are different and the game is different in a way that is I think it's a little bit more faster. Um, and yeah, as I said before, it's a lot more physical, I think. And what are some of your favorite memories from your time here at Providence College? Oh man. Um, well, obviously last year making it to postseason and just having fun, um, every game in front of our home crowd. Oh, but it's tough to choose just one. I mean, every year had something special in it. Can't, I can't just choose one. <laughs> Um, but I would say, yeah, I would say the NIT, that was a pretty special one. And obviously our senior night, that was, that was special. Having my parents and my sister come, that was, that was special too. Well, yo, yo, we all missed you here in Friartown. Wish you the best of luck and everything in the future. Thank you so much. I miss you guys too. Welcome back to the Inside Friartown podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMars and joined as always by the athletic director for Providence College, Mr. Bob Driscoll. Bob, we put it out to some of our Instagram followers to send in some questions for you to answer, and we got some good responses. So first off, Ryan asked, what is your favorite part of being the athletic director at Providence College? You know, it's coming to work every day and being around a bunch of young people that have passion and energy for their sport. You know, it it kind of inspires me, and um, I just like being around the energy that athletes bring and every day is is different you know if you like competition you can go to practice you can go to games and you know my purpose is to help our student athletes and coaches become the best they can be so it fulfills my life's mission of being a teacher and a mentor and a coach but Friar Town's a very special place I just love being around young people that leads me to our next question that we received what is it like to be part of the Friar family on a daily basis well it's a complete gift you know family is the most important part of my life at home and I get to come from home and come to another place where I have a a bigger family where we um, truly respect and, and love each other. Now families aren't always uh, aren't always get along, but you 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 kiss and you make up and move on. But it's a very special place, and I really learned that um, about 15 years ago. My dad passed away when 
so many of the Dominicans and so many folks here in, in Friartown drove up to Concord, Massachusetts to come to his funeral and wake and sent so many nice cards and stuff. And that's when you really can tell it's a, it's a family. They, they, they support you when you're down, not only when you're having success on the courts and the fields, but more importantly, when, when you're struggling in life and they were, they were at their all-time best. So I, I love Friartown. Dylan wrote in asking, do you think we could win the Big East tournament? Now, he didn't specify which sport could win the Big East tournament because I know we're going to be competing hopefully for a lot of Big East tournaments here in the end of the winter and the spring. Well, I always believe you can win the Big East tournament and in certain sports, the national tournament, because we've done it before. It's going to take a lot of hard work and, and uh, a lot of dedication, but anything is possible in, in Friartown. So I, I believe that that's our goal. We don't come to work thinking, hey, we got to wait until next year. So let's just keep working hard and see what happens. And finally, a big Friar fan, Audrey, asked, what is your favorite meal at Plant City here in Providence? Well, Michael, when I had uh, I had a little uh, heart issue a few years back, I, I became a, a vegan, I had to give up my my steaks, and it, uh, I found Plant City, and they have the greatest pizza over there with some kind of artificial cheese. Uh, it's as good as any pizza I can imagine. But their desserts, they have this uh, this almond ice cream, which is as good as a hot fudge sundae, and will save your your calories and not to mention clog, won't clog your arteries anymore. <laughs> we are not quite through movie award season yet, as Bob will reveal his favorite movies from the sports world. But first, I sat down with the head coach of the Friars Lacrosse team, Chris Gabrielli. Our next guest is in his eighth season as the head coach of the Friars Lacrosse team, which he has taken to the Big East tournament in three of the past four seasons. Our guest is Chris Gabrielli. Coach, when recruiting student athletes, what characteristics are you looking for? Yeah, in recruiting, you know, certainly number one, you're looking for a special type of athlete, uh, something that makes them stand out. That could be size, speed, uh, overall athleticism or skill. Um, then you consider lacrosse IQ uh, and all of those things as well. But that's just on the the periphery, you know, from the beginning. Then you really have to dive into their character, you know, their family, their work ethic, uh, their willingness to grind. Uh, we're very upfront about what the Division One lacrosse experience is here at Providence College and the demand, the commitment that it takes. Um, it's better to be upfront and almost try to scare them away <laughs> in the uh, early on versus them getting here and not knowing what they were getting into. So you have to have a really strong, high character individual um, to be a Division One athlete, probably for any sport, but certainly for lacrosse. And you have a number of alums playing professionally. James Barclay winning the PLL championship with Whipsnakes last year. He's also playing in the indoor league, the NLL. Jared Newman was named the PLL Defensive Player of the Year. And most recently, Tate Boyce starting his professional year with the Boston Cannons and also working on your staff as a grad assistant. So does the success of your alums have an impact on recruiting? Yes, it absolutely does. You know, we're very proud of those guys. They all played together here at Providence College and uh, in 2017, where they all overlapped together. We probably had one of the best defenses in the country. So it's no surprise to me that they are having great success at the pro level uh, and they're only getting started. But I, yes, it does have a huge impact on recruiting. We're able to, to kind of tell their story and um, how they developed here and, um, you know, certainly the social media coverage that they get is a great avenue for us to talk about on a you know, a, a broad audience about, about what they're doing now. And, you know, we want guys that, you know, want to play at the professional level. You know, teams in our conference have multiple players that are going to be pros in the future, and we need to have that as well. Uh, I think we absolutely have some guys on our current roster that can play at the pro level. Uh, and again, to, 
to your point, when we talk to recruits, it's nice for them to see that it's a it's a possible track, you know, for them uh, to continue playing. One thing that your program is known for is your annual networking day. Can you tell us about what is involved in networking day and why you feel it is an important event for your team? Yeah, our annual networking day has become a staple of our program and a true differentiator, you know, for our program. Uh, give all credit to Kevin Connolly and his uh, amazing relationships he has with our alumni. For alumni to welcome our guys uh, into their office on a hectic regular work day goes to show that they care so much about the future of our guys and helping them realize, you know, what what awaits them. Um, beyond college. So it checks a lot of boxes for us. It allows us to have uh, interactions with you know, some of our prestigious and, you know, very generous alumni in their workplace. You know, they often come on campus and we get to see them and they see us in our work environment. And then we get to go do the same, you know, for them. Obviously, the opportunity for our current student athletes to learn about the opportunities that exist beyond college is really important internships and jobs uh, that are available. And our guys have benefited dramatically from it. Uh, it's actually quite ra- rare uh, that our guys graduate Providence College without, you know, having uh, a plan uh, for a job or graduate school. Um, and that's, uh, you know, a lot to do with our networking day. Finally, Providence College will be hosting the Big East Men's Lacrosse Tournament this year. It'll be the second time in four years that the tournament will be held here in Providence. What does that say about the facilities here in Friartown? Providence College and the city in Providence in general are great, great locations to host tournaments in any sport. But specifically for lacrosse, you know, we have one of the finest stadiums in the country. And the amenities that go along with it, with the um, the press boxes and the suites and the the audio, uh, the TV capabilities, uh, multiple locker rooms for visiting teams. Uh, We had nothing but positive feedback from hosting the event. Uh, in 2017, and we look forward to doing so again in the future. And as you mentioned, some of these other things, you know, our our facilities, our networking day, our our student athletes having great success at the professional level, all of these things are things that we spend a lot of time talking to recruits about, and uh, also make sure our current student athletes are are very grateful and and honored, you know, to be a part of our program, knowing how lucky they are. Welcome back to the Inside Friartown podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMars. And as always, I'm joined by the athletic director for Providence College, Mr. Bob Driscoll. Bob, people say the movie award season is done, but not yet here in Friartown, as we have not heard from you. So I'm ready for your list of your top three favorite sports movies. Well, these were easy for me. Number one is Slapshot with the Hanson Brothers. You know, Halloween, I dress up with the Hanson Brothers. And since I don't have any teeth, I usually win that award. Uh, number two is Field of Dreams. Um because it reminded me of our wiffle ball field behind my house. And it reminds me of my, my dad throwing me batting practice as a kid. And the third one, and one that I can remember like it was yesterday in 1980, was uh, Miracle on Ice with the great Herb Works and winning the, the, uh, the gold medal up at Lake Placid when I lived in upstate New York. Those are vivid sports memories that I have, and I think they were, they were great. And my three favorite movies, and I'm an old timer, but you might remember this one, that back in 1960, it was a movie by Alfred Hitchcock called The Birds, and it was the scariest movie I ever saw as an eight-year-old, <laughs> and I still have nightmares over that. Uh, my second favorite one was The Godfather, 1972. I remember watching it on a Sunday in Ithaca, New York, with two great, um, two great guys like Al Pacino 
and um, who was the other guy? The great um, God, uh, Marlon, Marlon Brando. Brando, right? Marlon Just forgot Brando. about him. And then my third one, because I'm a big Jack Nicholson fan, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Got a chance to meet Jack uh, when I was at Cali, came to a game, and uh, my dad met him. But I, he's, I'm a big fan of that, but One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. All quality choices, hard to argue with any of those choices. <laughs> the sports movies I always find interesting asking people because – People stop to think about it. There's a number of sports movies that are out there. And uh, Miracle on Ice, obviously, there's ones based on true events. Right. Slapshot, some true events, probably. <laughs> I always find it interesting. People start thinking of sports movies and how many there actually are out there yeah. um, from the funny comedies to the really inspiring movies like Miracle on Ice. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fun. They're pretty inspirational. I just And there's, there's a lot of them out there, like 42, and they do inspire. And every time I see... Slapshot, I laugh as hard as the first time I've seen it. And every time I hear Herb talk about, hey, that locker room speech when, hey, it's our time, and you hear a lot of coaches quoted it. So it's pretty surreal. Sometimes uh, those movies about true events in sport are greater than, than real movies because it really happened. Bob, I know you probably don't have as much free time as you'd like to go see movies, but you did get to see Parasite, which won a few Oscars this year. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it. My wife had heard about it. We didn't go out. We watched it on on our at home on on television. Um, but my struggle early on was the subtitles. But within the first five minutes, I could I could pick it up. But I thought it was it was really really good. It reminded me of of a Quentin Tarantino film. Uh, but yeah, I I think movies are great. I if I can sneak away on a Sunday and uh, put my hood up, win or lose, and Hide in a movie theater, eat some popcorn, and watch a movie. It's a, it's a nice escape, but it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the Inside Friartown podcast. Please like and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. And as always, go, go Friars. Friars.